What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What I have learned over the years is you can do one of two things with a friend or family member. You ready for it? You can either tell them what to do and how to live their life, or you can have a relationship with them. When they're adults, you cannot do both. Welcome to the Frugal Fit Mom podcast. Today we are answering your Q&A questions via the Instagram, so we're doing hot takes. Hot dang. Hot, <laughs> hot takes, as fast of an answer as you can handle. Okay. While answering the question. As fast of an answer as I can handle or you can do? That remains to be seen okay. how it goes. So my name is Christine, welcome to the podcast. If you are interested in listening, you can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's also on YouTube if you prefer that platform and you want to watch the video version. Today I do have my husband Dave of 20 years. Hot takes with Dave, that's what we're doing today. I'm ready. Okay. I can't um, believe anybody wants to listen to what I have to say though. It's all you. They may not <laughs> want to, but they are going to. If you don't want to miss any future episodes of the podcast, subscribe. Review the podcast. That helps us out a lot. The subscriptions are free. The subscriptions are free. There's some people that don't know what podcasts are. They, they think they have to pay really? for a subscription. I've seen that a couple oh, times. Oh, you don't. It's totally free. Yeah. Totally free. Okay. <laughs> so that's funny. Can you try to improve the audio of the podcast? <laughs> You know what's really funny about that? Is how many different mics we have tried. Every podcast episode we try a different mic set up to see which one actually works. We have tried the expensive, like, road mics. Very expensive. I know. And they're just, they're like too hot. They're too harsh. I, I haven't found one I'm super happy with yet. The, the one we're using now is also a road mic, but it's a different one. And we probably do better in post, but anyway. Yeah, maybe. But we have tried, I swear, like eight different mics. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried a lot. It remains to be seen. What's your favorite hike of all time? Oh, man. I know. I, I, I don't even know how to answer this one. That is so cruel. The first one that comes to mind is Angel's Landing. I knew you were going to say that. I just really loved it. No, not for you. <laughs> that was a little hey, different experience. Angel's Landing is spectacular. It's, it's a lot better when there's no kids there. It's very scary. Yeah. If we're going to go for not scary, I'm going to say Padre Canyon in St. George. Oh, yeah. That blew, was great. Blew my freaking mind. Yeah, loved it. Totally doable for most hiking abilities. There's some rock bouldering, but not in a dangerous way there at the end. Yeah. Holy moly. That was just amazing. I just wanted to stop and take pictures the whole time. And just about anything in Grand Teton National Park. True story. Oh, Delta Lake. See, now, now I've done more than one. <laughs> I, can't I, I, I can't do it. Mm -mm. What else? Okay. These are easy. I got this. I know. These are so easy. Okay. <laughs> what kind of account is best to set up for my child's college fund? Ooh. So the two most standard are... First of all. Okay, go ahead. I don't know that we know what's best. We can tell you what we've done. Yeah, we, we can tell you what we... We do a 529. Yeah. Which is a tax-sheltered children's retirement account. Mm -hmm. I like it because you can transfer from one kid to a different kid, so you only have to have one account mm -hmm. for all of them, uh, which is super nice. I'm no expert. And that money can be pulled out for tuition, for books, for laptops. Living expenses. Living expenses, yeah. yeah. It's pretty flexible as far as what kind of needs you have and how you can use it, so I liked it. What's cool about the 529 is the IRS, brand new this year, just stated that you can roll over the dollar amount in a 529 into a Roth IRA if it has not been used for college expenses. 
Oh. Like you saves too much. Well, it gives you more flexibility. More flexibility, like super popular. So, um, you know, talk to your investment professional. Yeah, 529. About that. That's in the US, by the way. So I, I don't know outside of the US. Very accounts. US specific. Very US specific, so anyway. <laughs> Can you do an extreme budget for another country, Australia, based on online shopping? <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't think so. And here's why. The living expenses isn't the same either. Like the housing is different. Okay. Pay scale is different. Like I think they have free healthcare and we don't. Like they have certain things that they have that we don't. The taxes are different. That, the, one, that one would be so hard on so many levels. Yeah, I don't see how I could do it unless I actually lived there. I think it would be fun to do that if we had an expert from that country. Otherwise, everything that we would do and say would be complete it's, hogwash. It's just, yeah, it's just a guess. And yeah. I don't want to give you guessing. I want to give you what I've actually experienced. Yeah. Cool idea though. Yes, I agree. Okay. I don't know how I'm gonna do this one in two minutes, but we're gonna we're gonna go for it anyway. How to manage mom guilt and the weight of expectations put on you as a parent from your own parents. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, that's heavy. The struggle is real, my friend. The struggle is real. I just wanna take a second and say your feelings and experiences are valid. That's a really hard scenario. Yeah. Like that's super hard. When you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, let us know, that'd, that'd be good. I've been struggling with that one as well. Uh, I think there was a time in my life when I was younger when I was hypersensitive to my parents' feelings and thoughts about how I was raising my kids. So I was probably overly disciplinarian, I guess, to my kids because I, especially when we went to grandma and grandpa's house. Oh, I didn't think so. I knew, I know so. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't notice that. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to break this into two pieces. Okay. First, let's talk about guilt. Okay. Right. The emotion of guilt. First of all. Not useful. The emotion guilt is so useless. It is a waste of time and energy, especially if you've done nothing wrong. Listen, if you've messed up, yeah, you should feel some guilt. If you have done nothing wrong, throw that crap away. Yeah. It is such a waste of your time. So just throw it in the trash right unless, now. Unless you find it motivating yourself to do something better. But not in a positive way. Most people aren't. They, they right. do it because they feel bad. And that doesn't help anybody. Agreed. Number two can also be like, the family or friend influence, okay? That can be handled many different ways. First of all, it's much easier to manage when said family members do not live close to you. That's easy to manage because they don't have a day-to-day -day influence on your life. You just ignore it. <laughs> I don't know that it's easier to manage. I think sometimes it gets harder because you are so far away and you don't have enough inputs and regular interactions to understand how everybody thinks and feels. When your mom moved here, I think things got better because we were forced to communicate more regularly. But my mom's a unique person Yeah. in the fact that um, she is excellent at parenting adult children. Oh, she's getting better too. She's very good at it. She does not try and tell me what to do. She does not try and parent my kids for me. And she knows that our experiences are different than her experiences as a parent. It's a different time, they're different children, sure. different marriage relationships, like all of it is different. I feel like my mom does a great job at that. I don't wanna get into specifics, <laughs> but we had an experience with a parent who uh, was very negative towards our parenting when we had young children, like toddlers. <laughs> and what did we do to that? We just ignored it. We ignored the crap out of that. <laughs> because it, it was very hurtful to me. Yeah. And I was like, no good will come from this. None at all. I just felt like they were making judgments based on partial information. 
that's probably what's going on here yeah. in, in this question. They're making judgments based on partial information. And what I have learned over the years is you can do one of two things with a friend or family member. You ready for it? You can either tell them what to do and how to live their life, or you can have a relationship with them. When they're adults, you cannot do both. Yeah. And so maybe, depending on how you know open this family member is, you could have that conversation. This was different when we were younger. Yes, it was different when we were younger. And how has it gotten better as we've gotten older and why? I have a lot of confidence in the way that we handle our family. A lot. Yeah. And someone else's one day in six month experience of my family does not dictate how I do the day to day. My sister, I think, has done that really well for me. She's like, if my parents see my kids misbehave once in the week that they're here, they think they see that only. Right. But they don't see all of the other good things that that child did throughout the whole week. Or the whole year. Or the whole year. Yeah. There's, there's just a sum of what it really is. But when the breadth of their experiences is actually just this much, you know, it's just so small, that they are left with feelings that might be quite askew. And you can't listen to those when they're, they just don't have all the input. This might be unpopular. This is definitely something I've done as I've gotten older. I think you would agree with this is I have a low tolerance for people treating me and my family badly. Yeah. And if you are going to come into my space and be critical of me and the way I handle things, you're going to see a whole lot less of me. Yeah. I just won't tolerate it. I'll, I'll just say you need to have a lot of forgiveness in general. You have to let a lot of things go and you may have to do a lot of forgiveness of yourself or of others around you. And that is something that will go a long way. I think there's two sides here. You could chalk it up to a toxic relationship and cut that off because that is a possibility on a lot of people. And also you could, you could also chalk it up to what you're saying. I think there's two different scenarios here. You know, they're saying things in, in an effort to help. They're just a little misguided. I'm just going to ignore it. Right. I think for a lot of families that you need to start there. Start with the second one. <laughs> just, it's just a little bit misguided. Everybody's yeah. just going to let a lot of things go. Yeah. That, that's a really hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. Let's do something that's more fun. More fun. Okay. <laughs> that was heavy. That was super heavy. Okay. We're going to lighten it up right now. Um, how and what food to stockpile on a budget for the upcoming recession? Haven't we already been in one? Isn't it ongoing? It, there's, that's been under debate. Really? Yeah. It's like some people say it's already been in a, in a recession. It's not. Some people say it's not been a true recession. Well, there's definitely a consensus that the real recession is just over the horizon. Based on the data of the percentages of what the stock market has to do based on certain quarters, we already have been in it. Right. So throwing that out there, we're already in it. So they're talking specifically about food. But it's a weird recession because like there's a lot of jobs that are still unfilled. Like the unemployment's actually quite low comparatively. Okay. Anyway, it's a weird thing. It's a, it's a whole weird thing. You know, I guess we'll look back in 10 years and really know the So answers. what do you stockpile? I stockpile the basic things that last forever that you could live off of. Beans, rice, wheat, sugar, honey, salt, spices, pasta, pasta sauce, canned goods. I've done a ton of videos on my YouTube channel about this topic. Right now we're even doing a lot of like personal hygiene things. Yeah, personal hygiene, diapers, feminine hygiene products, deodorant. Uh, I think baby wipes are a great option for sub-in showers if you're having a water issue. Can I please tell about the time that you stockpiled like four boxes worth of feminine hygiene products and it lasted us 15 years? I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, did you and your husband ever disagree on a financial goal? My husband doesn't like goals. 
I feel like this is such a good question for you because you used to hate goals. I did used to ha hate goals. Okay, so what changed? I changed my own personal relationship with goals. Okay. Um, I had a lot more success with goals. I started surrounding myself with a lot more people that were goal-oriented. Yes, yes, that makes a huge All difference. of those things helped me kind of create a better relationship. I used to just feel like people were asking, forcing me to set goals and looking at my goals and it was always a judgment of me. And what they were really trying to do is they were trying to help me become something better. Mm -hmm. And goals help me become something better. Mm -hmm. And so, have we had goals we didn't agree on financially? Like you had one and I disagreed or I had one you disagreed? Well, I'll say when we first got started, let's go back 15, 18 years. Okay, the clock's ticking. Okay, we were about to buy our first house. Mm -hmm. And we were just reading Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Yes. And we hadn't closed on our first house and we didn't totally agree on what to do. It was 06, I remember that, because we could either put the money on the down payment on the house or pay off the student loans in one lump sum. Yeah. And we didn't know what to do and we, we didn't fight about it, but we were like, what should we do? Yeah, and you really, I think, wanted to I think you really wanted to pay off the student loans. I did. I wanted to move into an apartment, pay off the student loans, and start saving over for a house again. I did not want to move into an apartment. I felt like that was a reflection of me and oh, like my ability to earn and provide for my family. Go back to 06, I was wrong. We should have. If we would have paid waited. off the loans mm -hmm. and waited to buy a house for like another 12 months. Mm -hmm. One year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> would our life be different now? I know. It's, cra it's crazy to look back on that one decision and how it's trickled down. Anyway, I, I would say you have to be patient with that person. Sometimes you guys have to do some things together. You have to struggle together. But man, it was the struggling and conquering together that put us on the same page. Yeah, yeah, good call. I heard you mention you have plantar fasciitis, good tips for easing the pain. <laughs> Dave and I disagree on this one. You are not qualified. I am so qualified. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna say two things. Okay. Okay, shoe choice. Absolutely. Is a huge factor into this and sports massage on the fascia and the adhesions on your heel. Those two things help me keep it at bay. Those two things. It's really mobility. Yes, it is mobility. Mobility and fascia scraping. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've heard like rest, ice. Oh, those did crap. Those didn't help at all. And see, that did work for me. I was rolling my heel with but a golf ball. But you're rolling. I, I said rest and ice. Those did not work. Those made it worse. Like ice makes it worse because it, it tightens it up and total rest, not working mobility, that makes it worse for me. Well, the, here's the thing is when you do that fascia scraping, you're supposed to stretch and ice and heat afterward so that all of that material that you break up mm -hmm. actually can get taken out of that joint or yeah. at that part of the body. You know you're not disagreeing with me, darn. I feel like I am. No, you're you're saying exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but the the golf ball rolling, mm -hmm. all you of, do love that. That helped me get over that problem faster than anything else. Today, I still do a ton of stretching. Yeah. The stretching and mobility seems to help a lot. Yeah, it does. Warming up Warming before up. you go. Shoe choice. I cannot stress that enough. Ultra shoes did not work for me. It was too flat. When I ran in ultras one summer. I turned on plantar fasciitis like that. If you're a woman, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to set aside your heels. They just make it worse, they flare it up. Okay, how do you divide your time between business, kids, and fitness? We got young kids here and we struggle. When you have the young kids- You're at a different stage of life. It's so hard. And yes, this time will pass. 
it will pass. It will feel like a struggle until they're older. You can do it, but you just can. it looks different, right? When we were younger, we had kids on backpacks and shoulders and our hikes took a lot of effort and sometimes they were only two miles. Okay, but let's not even do hikes, let's do fitness. You went to the gym before work without any kids. Yes, that's true. Like you left for work at six. 5.30, 6 a.m. And then I was home with the kids all day. So I would do like P90X videos at the house with the children. And sometimes I would go run at five so I could be back at six when Dave left. Like that's what it looks like to fit in fitness when the kids were super small. When we were younger, for sure. Yeah. It was early mornings. Early, early, early. Because you're trying not to take up your family's time with all those things. Exactly. And when you are with your kids, there are some things you can do with them. Yeah, but back then we didn't do a ton. Like the Monday through Friday, it was exactly what I just said. Agreed. Yeah. But I've seen people with jogger strollers and you had a jogger stroller. I hated it. I would rather run at 5 a.m. <laughs> than push a jogger stroller, which is why I did that. Yeah. But that was, that was me. I, I personally hated it. But it, this time will pass. It will get easier. I promise. I promise it will get easier. Okay, I hesitate to bring up this question, but I think it's... Okay. Mostly because of the TV show we watched last night. Okay. <laughs> How do you and the hubs keep it fresh? Keep what fresh? It. <laughs> keep it fresh. Really? That's the question. So this is so funny because we're watching Everybody Loves Raymond right now <laughs> on a rewatch. And can I just say that show is so much funnier when you've been married for 20 years. Absolutely. I am, I am dying. I have to pause it to laugh. It is so funny. Okay. Without getting into it too much, keeping it fresh after 20 years of marriage and four kids. Keeping it fresh. I don't know if this is something I'm totally comfortable putting on the podcast. Keep, keep it, um, you know, keep it basic. Communication. Oh, okay. Here's what's great about being married for 20 years. Yes. Is you can talk about everything. Yeah. That's the best. Like, you can be like, I don't like that. I love this. Let's try this. It's been 20 years. Let's try something new. How are you feeling about that? Like, like, I feel like you can talk about it so much easier without being embarrassed. Okay, perfect. You got a good answer. That's good enough. Right? Don't you think? Okay. Your communication has made a lot of difference. Yeah. I, I think that's a big one. Mm -hmm. You've also gotten more comfortable. This may be unpopular. Okay. When you feel fit, you're more comfortable. At, at least that's how it is for me. I know that's how it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. If you were listening and not watching, Dave just flexed. So <laughs> his a, arms. It's a flexy stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying when you have confidence, like when you're feeling like, ooh, she's cute. Like she's curvy and she's cute. I lift weights. I got some muscles feeling nice. Like that, that goes a long way into confidence. For sure. Yeah. There we go. I'm only going to add, I think just telling you, talking to you openly and preparing you for kind of having some like a date night or some special time together. Like you have to, it's that communication again, mm -hmm. but that's what I'm talking about. Communicate about what your ideas and opportunities are, your schedules. <laughs> <laughs> schedules. Once again, it's communication. It's communication. Listen, when you have teenagers banging on your door all hours of the night, you got to schedule that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have your kids always been good eaters? No, no, heck no. Heck no. How have you gotten them to try foods? So Haley was always really good. She'd try anything. Andrew hated meat of any kind. I think it was the texture. He has now since gotten over that. 
It's really hard when you learn new foods. Like when they're little and toddlers, Tyler and Ryan were awful. They would make these faces. What is that red thing? What is that white thing? Something that has been super helpful even now as Ryan's 11, I'm cutting up some radishes for a salad or something. We don't have radishes very often, but we have them sometimes. Ryan didn't know what it was. No. He was like, oh, what's what's this thing? And I was like, oh, it's a, it's a root vegetable, like a potato or a carrot. It's really mild, it's super crunchy, uh, a little peppery in flavor. I was like, here, try one. So I'm leading him into like what it is, what it's gonna taste like, and I'm not putting any emotion towards that food. Yeah. Right? I'm not like, well, it's spinach. You probably won't like it, but if you wanna try it, like we don't do that. I think the best thing we could say is we did a podcast, a whole podcast on this topic. We did? Picky eaters. Oh my gosh, we did. Yeah, I'll, we'll put that podcast put that um, in the show notes for you so you can go check that one out. Yeah, we did do a whole one. Thank you, I forgot. We actually broke that down into a lot of details, so. Yeah, okay, yes, excellent. Where do you see your channel going? Mine or yours? <laughs> Let's do both. I'm, I'll stay. Yours will stay? I, I will stay on mine. That's how it is now. Let's keep it there. I would love to see mine do a lot more product reviews of equipment. There's just so many options out there and, and so many of them are bad. <laughs> and so I'd love to do product reviews and, and just be able to tell people honestly, like, is this good or this bad? This is good. This is no good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I hope the podcast grows. Yeah, I do too. So subscribe if you haven't yet. I'd love to see your podcast start interviewing a lot more moms, like you and other moms that have very different strengths. Okay, okay. I gotta see if they're okay being on it. Well, your audience is mostly women, so I think they would yeah, appreciate that's, hearing that's a good point. other moms more so than my, yeah. my ugly voice. Is, is that, is that is my that voice? My voice? <laughs> now that the house is paid off, what's your next goal? <sighs> patio? Yeah, the patio. We have a big patio redo in the works. It's not in the works, that's a lie. It's not in the works. <laughs> it's, the works. it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. Uh, we have the money set aside for it, but we can't get any landscaping designer or crew to even call us back. So... The idea is to create a covered patio <laughs> with a hot tub so that we can put, that we can spend time outdoors in our own backyard. Yeah, we don't spend a lot of time in our, our backyard as it is. It's not set up for that. The weather is bad eight months of the year, easily, like eight, nine months of the year. So we want to create a space that we can use year round. So it definitely needs some tweaking. Anyway, that's... There's two inches of soggy slush out there right now. And ice. And ice. That's the big financial goal, I guess. Update on the rental house. Everything's going good. Yeah. No complaints. Pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. What's our morning routine? Dave has a much better one than me. So I tweaked it a little bit this year. You want to hear it? I do want to hear your morning routine right now. I have started waking up and I've been trying to read one small section of a book. Yes. First. The book you're reading right now is? Leading with the Heart by Coach K from Duke, the whole former head basketball coach of Duke. Yep. Is he forward? Is he still coaching? I don't know. Anyway, love Coach K. Really cool. Then I get ready to go to the gym or run and I do that for about an hour. And that puts me back to the house by seven. So it's usually wake up at 5.30, 5, 5.30, read a little bit, go to the gym, do either cardio or weights. And then whenever I do cardio or weights during the morning, I'll swap that in the afternoon or evening. Right. So yes. I usually try to get one cardio, one weights in every day. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. That probably happens about three or four days a week. It's pretty regular. The, the morning routine is every day. The, the yes. lunch routine, the second day, the second workout of the day is... Three days away, right so some might say that's pretty excessive do you want to give a little like this is why i do this it has changed my whole mental game 
Yeah. I feel more awake, alert, and I feel mentally sharper throughout the day when I'm able to break up my day with a secondary workout in the middle of the day. Otherwise, I'm sitting around at my desk. I feel lazy, sloppy. Sometimes I'm even almost wanting to take a nap. Like, a, mm -hmm. I'm just lethargic. Lethargic, yeah. yeah. For me, I continuously try to bring back the morning routine because of the days that I do it, I really like it. However, the teenagers is so hard for me because now like Andrew has his driver's license. So he drives himself to work and home. I cannot go to sleep unless I know he's home safe. I just can't. Haley is fine. She's 18. She's about to graduate. She's been driving for two years. I'm okay to go to sleep before she's home. Andrew, I am not. Yeah. I'm just not. So I, I wait for them. So you're lot. saying that your morning routine struggles because you're up late waiting for the teenagers. Absolutely. And then another note I want to add to that, since I've been working out so much the last two weeks as ultra marathon training is beginning, my sleep needs have jumped significantly. <laughs> they, they went from like eight hours a night to nine and a half, almost overnight. So it's important to know for everybody that I average between seven, seven and a half hours a night of sleep. Uh-huh. You on average are probably nine. When I'm training, it's nine and a half. When you're training, it's nine and a half to 10. Uh, if I'm not training, if my exercise is minimal, it's eight. But right now it is not eight. If I start doing the math about how many hours of our married life I've spent alone because you've been asleep in bed. <laughs> it's a lot. Hey, but I make up for it when I am awake. <laughs> Do I believe in the butterfly effect? For those that have never heard of the butterfly effect, let's define it. In chaos theory, the butterfly effect is the sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state can affect a large change eventually somewhere down the road. Okay. Okay. Yes. So something small like getting coffee can have larger effects such as altering your career. I'm going to say, yeah, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I'm not heavily into that. I do believe that small things make big changes, but usually um, it's the small changes that I make in my own life, make big changes in how I, and how effective I am. Okay. Okay. Um, half C's. Can I believe in it? Half C's? Yeah. Okay. Beware of dichotomous thinking. It's not on or off. I don't think that's it. Tips for how to stay on budget when you are married to a very spontaneous spender. Ooh. This is so hard. I don't even know that I can answer. We've this. watched this in other couples. Yes. I have watched it in <clears throat> other couples and it is, it is a lifelong marriage battle. I don't know how you all do it. I don't either. That would cause so many issues. It, it does. It causes so many issues in a marriage and I've watched it. I was a little bit this way when we first got married, not but, not, even, but not, not close to some other people. Not even close to some other people I've seen. I guess what it comes down to is you have to have a really open and honest conversation. Let's say Dave's the spender and I'm talking to him. Like you have to say, Hey, sweetie, I get way stressed out when XYZ happens, here's why I need you. Like I need your help to be a good spouse, to be a good wife. Can, can you get on board with me? Like if you approach it like that and they don't listen or, or try and help you as a partner, I think you have bigger issues than spending. Communication. Um, it really is a communication thing. I, I think so too. But you might I, like counseling. I said, I've never been that deep into that problem. No, so I, I appreciate it. And cause I've watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've got great solutions. I don't need, I would say go to counselor. I, honestly, I, you might need a professional to help you out on that one. Favorite protein powder brand. <sighs> what, do we have, what do we have up there right now? Uh, Optimal Nutrition. Those are not bad. Yeah, they're all right. Those have been really good actually. Those are all right. I like... We've um, done Dimatize. Dimatize has been good. Dimatize is good. I like Muscle Milk a lot. I like Muscle Milk also. Although that one leaves me gassy. Oh my gosh. 
Thanks, thanks for that. It's a real struggle. As far as the pre-mixed ones, I adore the Fairlife shakes. And you you are so insane because you like the Orgain shakes, which are nasty. I don't even, sorry, I put up with the Orgain shakes as well. I don't love those either. But you said they were better than the Fairlife, they which were. is just cuckoo. No, no way. The Fairlife are awesome. I love them. You know what I really liked the other day? Hmm. Were those monster. The monster protein? The monster protein. <laughs> that was good. I found those at Dollar Tree. Once all your kids are out of the house, will you guys want to foster other kids? Most likely not. Oh, that would be a hard sell for me. Yeah, most likely not. I'm, listen, I'm not close to any idea, but that would be really tough to go back and do that. Here's the deal is we have so many nieces and nephews that we spend time with. And then we're talking at that point, we're going to have grandkids. And I fully intend on spending a good bit of time with my grandkids. And raising them. And raising them. Yeah. So uh, our focus will be towards other things. Do you think schools should teach kids more about money, budgeting, mortgages, and debt? You want the one or the two word answer? Heck yes. Yeah, I think schools should incorporate like a personal finance thing, but it's also not the school's responsibility to do the parents' job. Okay, fair. I think I think the parents need to step it up, step up their game, and help the kids. But I think about some of the things that we do teach in schools, and I'm like, Phew. yeah, waste yeah. of time. We should absolutely be teaching about debt, credit cards, finances, and you throw into that like investment, just basic investment. When I was in college, no, not college. When I was in high school, I took an accounting class for one semester, and they taught us how to do our own taxes. Really? They did. It was so helpful. My parents never taught me that. No. Like I don't know why, but they didn't. But that class taught me that, and I thought that was real helpful. I think they should, but I also don't think it takes the place of parents teaching. How about that? Don't get me started on fitness classes. Because <laughs> that should be... <laughs> Bring back dodgeball. And also, what the heck were the PE teachers thinking having those kids climb a rope to the top of the gym? I totally did that. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, that was insane. <laughs> what if I couldn't have gotten back down? You burn your hands. No, I, I let go and I dropped 35 feet to the ground. Holy dangerous. We did crazy stuff when we were kids. We never had the rope climb when I was Oh, we did. To the top of the gym ceiling. Really? Yep. I was one of the only girls that did I it. see that all the time in movies. I never knew that anybody actually did that. My school did that. Crazy, right? Okay, where do I submit for your budget episodes? So if you want to be featured on our budget breakdown episodes, you can DM me on Instagram. I need a basic synopsis of your family's dynamic, like who works, how many people, where do you live, and your financial goals. And then I need your budget with specific numbers. Yeah, like how much debt are you in? Like what do you usually spend on groceries and cost of living a month? And even throw in location. Yeah, location's helpful. What like do you make? State and state and city is helpful, at least the state. Uh-huh, yeah. So that, that's how you do it, and then we'll record those. You will remain anonymous yeah. if, if that's a question. We don't share any names or anything. Obviously, it's mostly uh, for obviously educational study purposes. Yep. And then what about backtalk and refusal to do chores from your kids? Not tolerated. Um, that, that doesn't happen in my house. That, that probably sounds weird. That does not happen at my house. My kids do not backtalk. There are lots of times they don't do their chores. But if I say, Andrew, go do the dishes, He'll say, okay, and then go do them. Yeah. Like they need to be reminded, they're children, and they're really bad at cleaning their room. If I say, go clean your room to a 10 year old, they're not gonna do a great job. Like you need to coach them a little more. But we don't get the defiance thing in our house. We do not get that. And honestly, I'm not sure why. What did we do over the years that prevented that from happening? I don't know. 
The kids don't I've, do I've, not sass us. They do not backtalk us at all. This is one that we've asked ourselves often because we have friends that struggle with this. I've got an employee uh -huh. who struggles with this, and I'm trying to figure out: did we do something right, or did we just turn out lucky? Did <laughs> we may have just lucked out on that one? With I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. My kids know what's expected. We have high expectations, and they know what we expect. But we're also not like drill sergeants in the house. We have a lot of fun and play around a lot. So maybe it's a balance. Here's what I do know. I had one employee that just let his kids do whatever they wanted. Do you remember this? His kids were awful. And they were pretty defiant sometimes. Those kids. And I couldn't help but make the correlation on that one. Like, you don't have any discipline in your house. I don't have, like I said, I don't know what's totally true or not, but it feels like a certain amount of discipline Goes from from the parents mm -hmm. does result in kids that are willing, especially if you balance it with love and time quality time together right right but if you there's no discipline and you just think it's funny when your kids like like sass off sass off that's yeah you get what you deserve i guess oh that's mean <laughs> i just want to say parenting's really hard it's dang hard like it's so dang hard it and it never ends we still have hard parenting moments where we're like i don't want to do this. i don't want to parent like this it's just hard yeah. always i don't have good answers no i don't either Okay, I like this one. Trail running clothing and gear recommendations. Oh! Yes! Okay, my new favorite trail running shoes are the Dynafit trail running shoes. They're they're okay for me. No, I'm, I love I love them. I'm obsessed. I still love my La Sportiva Jackal trail runners. Those are super popular. They're so popular, I can't even find any. Yeah. Uh, socks. Let's go. Stance. Well, hey, we're going to go from foot to head. Foot, foot up, the stance, thick socks. Get the performance. Oh my gosh. I got the performance versions. They are. Not casual. Fabulous. <clears throat> and I also like the Darn Tough socks. I do. My Darn Tough trail runners are actually pretty good as well. I have the hiking socks and I, those will work for trail running, but the stance socks, if they're clean, I'm grabbing those. <laughs> they're the go-to. They're, they're just amazing. Okay, shorts or, um, or leggings? Okay, if you're doing shorts, I like the Lululemon speed short running shorts. Is that what I have? That's what I have. My men are the women. Yes, but you got me Lululemon something. I don't know, they're running shorts. The, Beats me. Those work okay for me. Mine are my favorite. They're the most flattering running short I've ever owned. I got the Nike Pro compression shorts. And as for a guy, I've loved those. Uh, as far as leggings, leggings for girls, if you're gonna run in leggings. Honestly, the colorful koala from Amazon, I have like six pairs of those. Yeah. They're cheap, they have pockets, they stay up, tons of colors. Shirts? What are we doing like tank tops? What are we doing? Oh, I'm just gonna give, you can do all the different tops that you wear. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, I do any kind of tech shirt that I have that's usually not too baggy. I, I don't want a lot of bouncing and No, I, I wear tighter tank tops for running. I say any tech fabric that fits you well that you like, that's not chafing, and that's individualized per person. Yeah. So I found some from Old Navy that are super cute. I have a couple of Lulu tanks that I am obsessed with. And then, oh, sports bra, the Lulu sports bra. Long line, wonder train, something or other sports bra. Oh my gosh, they're my favorite. Yeah. They are my favorite sports bra. And when they go on sale, I buy them all. And then we both have the Solomon Sense Skin. Solomon Advanced Skin 12. 12. Uh, for a vest. It's a little bit big, but it's been nice because you can use it on almost any hike, any day hike. Well, yeah, I'm doing a 20 miler this week and I'm going to take that with me. For sure. It's because awesome. I can just fit everything in it. Oh, long sleeve, long sleeve tops. What do you do? Whatever I have. <laughs> right now I have, I have an Under Armour base layer that I have to run in quite often. I got a couple of the Eddie Bauer long sleeve base layers that I got from Costco. From Costco, those were amazing. Those are pretty warm. 
I, I got a couple of Lulu stuff on clearance um, at the end of the season. I say Lulu's cold weather gear is top notch. I have like two of their long sleeve fleece lined. I'll, I'll pick those every time. They're fabulous. And then as far as coats, I have a couple of Columbia puffers if it's really cold. And I'll throw on a rain jacket to like insulate against wind. Yeah, I have all sorts of different weird jackets and things like uh -huh. that, that I've gotten over the years. Uh -huh. Nothing that I would swear by, but everything just kind of does its job. Oh, my Columbia Omni Heat puffies, I love those. Well, my Patagonia puffy, I love almost for everything. But you haven't run in it yet. Oh, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> oh, I have. Okay, it's pr it's pretty great. That was a fun one. I really like that one. <laughs> okay, now that you've had your Peloton for a while, just um, over a year. Any changes to your favorite coaches or class type? I think we're pretty aligned on this one. Okay, coaches, I love Matt Wilbers as far as specific endurance training. Mm -hmm. He's just so professional. I'm kind of obsessed with Bradley Rose right now. I'll watch Bradley. I freaking love him. I love his music. He's fun. He's energetic. Yeah. And if you tag him on Instagram, he'll reply to you. Which he has, Which he has done to me a couple times. Like if you need like some peppy energy, Bradley Rose is it. I've done Sam Cho a time or two. He's yeah, okay. Yeah, I like him. And I've done Dennis Morton. I like Dennis. I still like Robin. Her weight training classes are bomb. Oh, how about the boot camp? The six, Ooh, Saturday 60 boot dude, camp? Jess Sims. Jess is... Sims. She will rock your world. She is hard. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Dude. You want to butt kick our workout? The Saturday 60 with Jess Sims. For sure. She'll kill you, man. Love it. Love it. Um, additional investment property in the works. We've been shopping for a long time. We've been, yeah, we've been looking around. Nothing seems Nothing worth buying right now. Nothing makes sense right now. Is the effort you put into grocery savings worth it? Hours to dollars. It was at a certain point in our life, for sure. When we were, when we didn't have a lot of ways of making extra income and when we weren't making very much. Absolutely. I mean, that's what helped us pay off our debt. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it just helped our whole family and it helped us come together because we had goals. I just want to say it gave me something to do that was different in the monotony of young children. Yes. Because if, if you're a stay-at-home mom of young children, it's always the same. I would come home and she had, would have been home all day with the kids mm -hmm. and she would actually plan out a shopping trip where she would go to two or three stores and I watched the kids for three hours or so while you went shopping. Or we'd put them to bed. Like they'd just be asleep and I'd go at 8 yeah. p.m. with some girlfriends. And I usually would grade papers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to still say yes because number one, the cost of groceries right now is completely astronomical. Yeah. I save hundreds of dollars every month by being careful with what I'm doing. It doesn't take a lot of time. It, and I'm so good at it now. It really is it's not that hard. Yeah. Number two is this is true in any budget. If you are not careful and don't pay attention, no matter how much money you make, you can overspend like a crazy person Yeah. if you are not paying attention. So it keeps me accountable and paying attention, which is really, really fun because I know some people in, in our stage, they spend $1,500 a month in groceries and I'm sitting here at 400. Wow. So that's like, that's $1,100 a month that I can do anything else with. We start to think that way. It's $12,000 extra a year. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's a raise at a job. So no, I don't think that's nothing. That might pay for the hot tub. <laughs> I like the way you think brother. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite YouTuber to watch that you have not met in real life. I haven't met most of them. Yeah. In real life. One of my favorite people to watch is Alex, the single track sampler. 
Okay. I don't know that I've watched him. You, you've seen him a time or two, but like, I just love, like, that guy has a zest for life. I would love to meet Joshua Weissman. He's a cook, but he's so dang funny. Yeah. Like, I just really enjoy his personality quite a bit, and I just love to, like, go to lunch with him and talk to him and see if he's, like, that witty all the time. I would like that. That'd be good. Maybe Porter from Porter's MTB. He has young kids that he mountain bikes with as well. And he was a former professional cyclist. All right. Okay, how did you and Dave meet? I've told this story before, <laughs> but super short. We met at a training to be personal trainers yep. in college. We'd both been in college a couple years. We weren't newbies or anything. Um, and we met in the hallway in the PE building. We had a mutual friend that was kind of, we were, that you were talking to. So and I walked up and talked to you, like joined the conversation. Yep, and I insulted him right off the bat. And he liked it. She was sassy. I was sassy and he liked it. That's how we met. Um, is it ever a good choice to trade in a car to downgrade and get rid of a payment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Right now, cars are so expensive. If you can find a good deal, somebody will buy yours and you can find a good deal on something that doesn't cost you any debt mm -hmm. and yeah. it'll get you through another year And or dude, two. here's the other thing. I had this conversation with my mom. So my mom bought a new car. Um, her old car was an 09. So she wanted to like get a new car. She'd been wanting it for a few years and she went out and she tested her a few things. She had picked one and she was so hesitant because for some reason she felt like it was a permanent decision. She was like, this is my car. This is what I have. And what if I don't like it? Yeah. And I was like, it's not, it's not like you're married to the car. Like it's, this is temporary. Yep. You know how many people trade out their cars like every two years? Not everybody, but some people do. So even if you trade down to something else while you're fixing an emergency, that's not permanent. That is temporary. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go out with friends that like to spend money? Okay. That's fair. Okay. So well, what are you doing with the friends? Yeah. That, that really depends, right? If you're going out to eat with them all the time and you they just, like to just spend a lot of money. We'll just order something different. Like, you know. You don't have to order drinks and an appetizer and a meal and dessert. Well, like what if can... they're always going to like really expensive restaurants? Suggest a different one? Yeah. Or go easy on the ordering? Like, I don't know. Yeah. If they're really your friends, they won't care. We had a lot of friends that we couldn't go out to eat with for a long time. Uh-huh. Because we couldn't afford to go out to eat. That doesn't mean we didn't hang out and do other things. Yeah, true, true. What else would people like to do that would be expensive? Anytime you go out, do something, they would like to go out and buy stuff. Oh, they want to shop. They want to shop. Oh, just don't buy anything then. Like, you can do a browse and not buy anything. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Are they inviting you on a cruise? Like, is that what we're doing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, our friends, we do outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. With our friends, so it actually doesn't cost that much. I love how close you are with your kids. What did you do to keep it that way? Ooh. I make them spend time with me. <laughs> I think what we've done is, you've done really good at this. Thank you, you. You try to make them have fun with you. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, yes. you're not always the disciplinarian. I think for me, I'm not nearly as good at this as you are. Oh, I disagree 100%. You take the kids and do all kinds of things with them. My mom just said she doesn't have to watch the kids that often because we take them with us yeah. to do everything. Something that I think is really important is not to be condescending to your children. That is the worst, like, that's the biggest way you can push them away. That's hard to do. Why? I'm, I'm condescending to the kids no, sometimes. No, you're not. not. Not like some people I've seen. Okay. Like, they're people. They, they have opinions and feelings. and they're... I'm frustrated with the kids a lot. You can be frustrated without being condescending. Okay. Like, I treat them like adults. I think you do this really well because you are constantly trying to make sure that they see you having fun. They see your sense of humor. Mm -hmm. They see you joking. You're lighthearted. And they appreciate that you like to have fun and make them laugh. Mm -hmm. I think you do a good job at making them laugh. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't sometimes, do well. Sometimes you just gotta... I don't think I make the kids laugh. Okay. Unless they're laughing at me. Good thing you married me. <laughs> Here's a tip I gave in a video. Yeah? Shut your yap. Ooh. And that's, listen. That's a good one. Shut your yap and listen to them. Like, just listen to their heart. Right? One thing I've seen that frustrates me is people think they can't go do the things they like with their kids. And I think those are things to be shared. I agree. You can totally do the things you like with your kids. Yeah. My grandfather loved to walk. I remember going on walks with my grandpa. In Canada? Yeah. He liked to walk everywhere. Your wedding, frugal or not. Oh my gosh, frugal. <laughs> so frugal. Oh my gosh, so frugal. I mean, I don't even know how deep we go into this. This, this could Th be a this whole episode. This is a whole episode. Okay. The most expensive thing we did was buy my dress. I almost borrowed a dress from a friend. Neither one of my parents had jobs at the time. And it's typically the bride's parents that pay for the wedding. I'm the oldest, Dave's the oldest. So neither of my parents were employed at the moment. So there was literally no money. Yeah. So I almost borrowed a dress from a friend. Dave and I paid for our own invitations, which we got at Staples. Mm -hmm. It was like- Or Walmart. No, it wasn't Walmart. The cake was from Walmart. The cake was from Walmart. The cake melted. Don't want to talk about it. My sister had a camera and took pictures. So we have no pictures. We ended up with no pictures. We have no pictures. We used a church building for free for the reception. We drug like potted trees from all over the church into the gym <laughs> and wrapped white Christmas lights around them that my parents already owned. Yeah. And my grandmother made jambalaya for the food. Like that, that's what it was. It was so dang cheap. It was really cheap. And what do I regret from that? In fact, the most expensive thing was my parents like flew in half my siblings. Yeah, your parents flying in with everybody. That was the most expensive thing. Yeah. And then my dress. Yeah. My dress was $500. I remember. I guess in terms of wedding dresses, that's pretty cheap. Was it back then? I don't know. If, I don't know if it was back then. It feels like it was pretty cheap. The dress, the first dress I found that I wanted was $800. And I told my dad and he said, absolutely not. Do you regret anything from the frugal wedding? The thing I regret the most is the pictures. That's the one thing I regret is the pictures. So if I could give any tips to anybody, if they want to do a frugal wedding, you can. You need a photographer. And Please I'm, get a photographer. And learning what we've learned over the years about photography and media and technology, those photographers are not getting wealthy on your wedding. No, they're not. It may not. be expensive for what you wanted to budget, mm -hmm. but like they're not becoming millionaires based on your one day thousand dollar wedding They're pictures not. but you will not get that time back to get pictures uh that's the one regret is the pictures so that's my tip if you can go frugal please pay a photographer somebody had a point and shoot my mom had a point and shoot in fact and so we ended up with a couple like point and shoot uh, point and shoot pictures of the family that turned out good they turned out okay they turned out okay they were okay last one top hikes in utah and places to visit well, first of all, we have not done all the hikes in Utah. No. There, there's too many to even, there's, I mean, that would be years and years of experience. There's too many. Boy. <laughs> I'm stumped. You want to do Salt Lake? Here's, here's what I'll say in Salt Lake. Silver Lake. And anything in Cottonwood Canyon. And anything in Big Cottonwood Canyon is great. Bell's Canyon and Little Cottonwood Canyon is great. Let's go down to Southern Utah. Okay. St. George area, Padre Canyon and Snow Canyon State Park is a must do. Almost anything in Zion's. Anything in Zion is going to be awesome. What was the little one that we did going back up from St. George to Cedar City that had the little lakes, the little creek and stuff? That was what we did last year, about this time of year. Oh, the Red Cliffs. The Red Cliffs. 
In Leeds. In Leeds. That was good. That was super short, super picturesque. Loved almost every hike we did in Bryce Canyon. Mm -hmm. And then in Moab, we love the Sunset Bowtie Arch. Yeah, the Corona and Bowtie Arches are awesome. And we did the Delicate Arch in Arches. And then we like the Devil's Garden. The Devil's Garden Loop is a must. Those are some of our favorites. Yeah, favorites. I'm also going to add Fifth Water Hot Springs in yeah, Spanish Fork. Wear a swimsuit. That's it. Well, that was a lot for one episode. Oh my gosh, that was way too many questions. <laughs> if you have any other questions that you want us to answer on the podcast ever, you just DM me on Instagram. It's frugalfitmom6. So once again, if you like it, subscribe to the podcast if you want. Leave us a review. Absolutely. We'd love to get your questions and comments, and we'll answer them next time. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Bye.